1: All right guys, welcome back to the MVM show. I'm Titus, your host with Travis, my co-host. And today I have uh, someone that I'm excited to introduce to you guys. Someone that you may not see publicly in social media as far as the face goes, but you'll if you know anything about good duck calls, and it's there's more to than to him than just that, but is Dave Corley from Upper Duck. Thanks for coming on the show today, Dave. Yeah, well I'm
2: grateful for the invite and really happy to be here thank you so much
1: me too i i don't remember um i know that i I believe you said that you launched uh upperduck.com and we'll talk more about that guys if you're kind of curious that you're listening right now but i don't know what year it is that i stumbled onto your guys side. i think i remember the first letters call i bought was maybe i want to say four years but i could be lying and it could have been three and it was actually at uh, Kittles in California. But then uh, I was talking to Brett about some custom colors, and then he mentioned, your, he was like, Upper Duck's the place to go. And then I, the more I researched it, the more everybody's like, Upper Duck, Upper Duck. So why don't you, <laughs> Dave, tell us about, there's more to you, a lot more than that, I know, And but I'd like to hear from your own mouth. like Give us a little bit of yourself and your bio and just kind of your background.
2: Sure, well, yeah. Kittles, I know, is a great store. I've heard a lot of great things about them. I haven't been out there. Uh, I hope to one day. And, uh, you know, Layers has been around a long time. And when I decided to try to put something together, this company, Upper Duck, you know, there's a lot of stores out there and a lot of uh, great, you know, suppliers. But there are a lot of them also that got so big that I I was thinking they weren't doing a great job at supplying and so I decided you know, what, what would it be if we could get some of the best duck calls that I've ran and that some of the guys that I hunt with run uh, and kind of put them all on one site and then also try to do some education around it and do some more videos and some sound files and, and see how it goes. And, you know, I had a vision for that and, and it worked. It started back in, I had the idea back in 2013 and I launched in 2014. Uh, my wife and I, Started this company, put up the website, and it's just been a blessing since then. I met so many incredible people uh, like you and Travis, and you know the list goes on and on in this industry uh, of just avid waterfowlers and folks that make calls and sell calls, and you know from firearms to uh, decoys. So uh, you know that was the that was the premise of it, and I was just really lucky to you know in my mind, I saw a value to put something like that together and offer it in one spot. And we've had, you know, we've had a lot of a lot of success and just a lot of great fun along the way too.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Your wife is, as you said, an angel dealing with her. It's, it's such a nice, pleasant thing to call up and speak to her. I right? oh, And now she great. takes care of you. I, <clears throat> I got that, uh, I got the JJ Lair's uh, hybrid, which is by far, is my favorite. Now I say I'm starting to grow fonder of the T1. It's just a little bit different for me. I'm trying to, I'm still trying to progress in my calling and practice harder. It's funny because I've been duck hunting for a little over 20 years, but uh, I would say the last five I've like dedicated even harder than I ever have and tried to become better. And one of the things the last year that I really tried to do is up my calling, you know. But uh, I wanted the hybrid um, beer bottle color because it's such a great hunting color, but it also mm-hmm. just has a cool look. I don't know. I just I really liked it. I When you guys posted it on your Instagram, um, I was like, I got to have that. And of course, your guys' calls, I mean, as soon as they come on your site, they're gone <laughs> quick, you know, and <laughs> I actually called her and she's like, I think we got a shipment coming in. And she just, it was really nice working with her. And I know she's a big help in part to you from what you've told me.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. She really is. And and that's, you know, it's hard to do things, you know, on your own these days. It takes a village to do a lot of things from raising a family sometimes to, to, to starting a company. I mean, we, we're a startup, you know, we're still kind of in that stage. We're a small business. Um, so, it, all the great, you know, I guess, comments we get and the reviews we get, um, you know, we, we take them just so seriously and to, to heart. And uh, we appreciate it, all the kind words we get, you know, from people who looking for a call or want to buy a special call or just want to buy their very first call. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the waterfowl industries just flooded with so many products, right? Mm-hmm. You can there's so many gadgets every year coming out. And um, you can have a whole circus going on out there if you want in front of your blind. Uh, But, you know, the duck call is absolutely, uh, you know, it's a tool that's it's so essential. Uh Um, Not every day, there's some days that you could just go to the right spot on the X. And yeah, they're coming in because the weather's perfect. And Uh you just cherish those days. But most of the time, if it's if, if something that's you're, that you're going after um, is is worth your while, it's usually difficult, right? It's usually pretty hard. So uh, that's where the calls come in handy. Duck calls, goose calls, and we I'll tell you, we do great work with some call makers uh, like Polk Custom, and he does our uh, you know whistles, you know. Yep. I, got, I and, have some of his calls yeah. actually. He's a yeah, great guy. I, yeah so we you know we don't make our own calls we just try to go the guys that we feel do the best work Uh and we we say okay we wrote them together and say come to our site and check it out and we'll provide things that nobody else does you know we put the time and effort and the money to do sound files and Uh better marketing better pictures better information um you know so on and so forth and like i said it's it's such a it's such a tool and there's there's so many great calls out there and call makers. Um, Not every call is for everybody too. And that's what we, you know, know, people learn when they get into it. It's like, man, I saw this call and I saw guys that are running it. And so I bought one and I just don't sound like Uh them. Well, not everybody has the exact same makeup, you know, from their throat to their lungs to you name it. Right. Uh Um, But you can usually find a call that suits you. You know, on our side, or if you go to a really good quality uh, supplier or outfitter, if they'll work with you, um, they should be able to get you into something that at the end of the day, you want to shoot more ducks, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a great concept of what you've done, though, is to, you know, take it from a, a, with the internet shopping the way it is and, you know, how it's changed the dynamics of how people purchase products to be able to, like you said, to bring them all together into one spot, being able to offer that for people is just a, yes. it's just a great you know, concept. You're,
1: you're almost like the Costco of waterfowl calls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Costco <laughs> n- researches and gets the best of the best products. There's like nothing at Costco you go to. and It's not good. It's the same with Upper Duck. You just, you got the best already sitting there. You just pick which one, I guess.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and over the years, we've tried to talk to some other makers uh, and they want to, you know, they have their own business model and, you know, some say, you oh, can't, can't do it unless you have a brick and mortar, and I'm like, well, in today's world, yeah, you yeah. know, everybody's buying all over the world from uh, the web. So, you know, it's it's worked for us since 2014, um, but I have to tell you, it wasn't easy. <laughs> I remember the the first time when I got on the phone uh, with Layers, uh, Brett answered the phone, and I, I, of course, been running some layers for a couple years, at least before that, several years, and uh, so I said, Hey, I got this website and I, w- I really want you to be like a cornerstone of, of one of our calls. And he's like, okay, uh, tell me more about it. And we spent, you know, an hour on the phone, Called him late in the afternoon, early evening before he was heading home. And it was crazy because we, he, he put an order together and I paid for him right there as a, an authorized dealer got by, you know, he emailed me back and six calls and he says, okay, mm-hmm. I need you to do this. And here's the pricing and uh, follow these rules. And I got him onto our site when we launched. And like, I called them back a couple weeks later after we launched. And I said, hey, by the way, last week, all those calls sold and I need to go to 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like Awesome. Then, I, then like when those 12 came in, it only took then maybe a week to go through those 12. And I called them back and said, hey, I need 24. And i kept doubling my, our orders uh and it just you know it, it's between layers and rnt they were great right from the beginning uh they they saw our vision and they said yeah let's you know it's it we'd like to try it it's worth worth the it wasn't a big risk at all but it was something of interest to to both those parties. those were two of my biggest uh you know from the beginning and you know we ran with them and they continue to be great partners with us because that's what it's about. I mean, you can sell calls online out of your basement or whatever and do things and trade and stuff. But, um, you know, to have a business and an operation and to be here for the longevity, um, you need good partners Mm -hmm. out there. And, um, a lot of, a lot of groups like them have stuck with us and we stuck with them and it's been, it's been wonderful.
3: That's awesome. And now with the increased visibility, it's just you know it should continue to grow and, and be successful. That's that's just an awesome concept, awesome story of how you started. You know, with a vision, yeah, the well, vision, well, and took off and and ran with that. And you know, yeah, I had that. I had
2: to, have to tell you there. You know, there was guys that said, okay, so you're starting this company because I was telling them you know what I'm doing, and they're they're friends of mine, they're duck hunters, and they're saying, well, you're going to start with six calls from this company and six from that. What are you going to do if you know four four companies that you start with? If, if you don't sell any, what are you going to do with these 24 calls? Can you send them back? <laughs> i literally, literally. And I'm like, I haven't thought of that, but I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to sell these calls. Yeah. You know, I, ha- I just knew in my heart in what my research had told me that there's a market for this and uh, you know, we didn't look back. So uh, again, thankful for those who, you know, have stuck with us and I'm really grateful for those who are continuing to work with us and because we got a lot of great things coming up in the future too.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Now, where, where'd your career start out? We'll kind of almost backtrack just a little bit and then I want to go into some other topics, but how'd your, you know, how'd you start out? What's uh, you in your career wise, what would you start out doing?
2: Well, I've been in, I guess you could say marketing and sales probably my whole life (laughs) from knocking on doors Asking my neighbors if they want their lawn cut. <laughs> to uh, my, well, had one next door neighbor, literally next to us when I grew up, he owned uh Dunkin' Donuts in our township next to us, and so he'd get up every morning at like three thirty in the morning, literally go make the donuts like the old commercial, and somehow the concept came up of like, hey, if he comes home every morning about six thirty in the morning. I could get a dozen donuts from him and I can go sell them in our neighborhood entrance. And I literally started that as part of like my very first, probably real sales job when I was, you know, 12 years old. Uh, And so when I went to school, I was lucky enough to, to play some sports in high school, college. And when I got out, I really thought, you know, to be fully transparent, I wanted to be like, in the FBI or uh, something along, you know, those lines, that was really my path. I majored in uh, criminal justice administration. And my uncle who in St. Louis has this great company. is like, Hey, why don't you come work for me? And um, you know, in sales and marketing. And so I was doing that like, my last year or so in college, like in the summer and stuff. And I'm like, "Ah, I could probably do this for a while. And I stayed with it. I never got out. So I got into the wellness and fitness industry, uh, started working with some great companies uh, that sold into, you know, large health clubs, et cetera. So that's kind of been my first career, the health and fitness and wellness industry. And kind of, I've always been a duck hunter and a quail hunter and a pheasant hunter kind of a semi deer hunter, but not real serious until like the last probably five years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I was a kid, my dad, you know, he was, he was our hero. He was an incredible human being. He passed about a year, a little over a year ago. And on Christmas day, it was like, we kind of think fitting because like of all the days, you know, he was that kind of person that, you know, everybody would remember him as somebody that would, Uh, be the most kind, giving, um, you know, thoughtful individual. And he was a duck hunter too. Um, At that time, you know, growing up as a school teacher and then like an assistant principal, I mean, not too many of those guys were belonging to like duck clubs or had the money to go travel and take time off and do all that stuff. So we hunted poor man blind draws around uh, Missouri here. And sometimes just drove and, like, sat on the riverbank, uh, threw out some decoys. So I had that root, that grassroot, if you will, knowledge of how hard it is to, like, really, really try to figure out how to shoot some ducks or at least get some to come in to shoot at. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've hunted it all. And, uh, you know, through my years, kind of like my career, I started you know where it's been tough to to work your way up, and uh, you know now I get to I get to still have my first career in the wellness uh, fitness space. But you know, Upper Duck is just it went from a hobby to a passion, and uh, you know I've just been lucky enough to to do this and continue to grow.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could I could buy every single. Duck call because not even just about Lair's calls, like when I like RT's calls or just just the way I call the color, the shape, it's like I could just, even if I didn't necessarily blow them or wasn't my style, I would love just to have a wall full of waterfowl calls. But you know, <laughs> everything has a price. So, <clears throat> but I'd like to kind of dig in a little bit, Dave, into and hear your wisdom and knowledge on like the ins and outs of, of a duck call. And okay. going to go, go into some details about that. Um, yeah, can absolutely. you explain to us? We've had some podcasts and talk about, and I know again that that layers is not the only call you probably blow. Um, <clears throat> I might venture out and trying to learn some other some other calls too myself and mess with it. But what what do you think's the biggest benefit of a layers? I mean, I know what I think in my mind, and I'm explaining. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on it and why you like the layers call.
2: Well, when I first picked up a Lair's call years ago, I noticed, you know, how easy it was for me to just like produce my air and not have to put any voice in it, or you know, grunt, or guys call it different things. You know, uh, it just to me, it personally just sounded like like a duck, a great hen mallard would sound like out in the wild. So I think that's one of the. To me, the biggest thing that stands out, again, a lot of great calls out there. Layers, to me, pr- consistency-wise, you know, t- just absolutely, I think, kind of wrote the book on on the sound of coming out of a shop to always be pretty close to the same. I'm not saying it's the only sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I'm not saying that because R&Ts, I've had them for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's probably another podcast of well, when you first, first bought your first duck call, how old were you and where were you? And, you know, that kind of thing Because yeah. like run into so many guys and talk about that. And, um, but you know, calls coming out of the layer shop, I would say are the most consistent sound from what you hear, like on a sound file or you hear, you know, at, at a duck club or at a public, uh, you know, refuge, you hear if you're hunting um, and you hear other guys calling, like, man, what that, What kind of call is that? And you see him at the boat ramp, and you're like, oh, that's a Lures Hybrid or that's a T1 or etc. I think guys always tell me that all the time. They're like, it sounds more I, most consistent of any other call probably out there because <laughs> it's overall at the end of the day a little bit less of the hands-on, um, you know, final stages of it because it has you know the plastic wedge versus the cork Mm -hmm. which you need to kind of cut to each call Mm -hmm. etc but i mean i could tell you most of the mondos or daisy cutters or shirt barrels that i have uh, i can get them to sound all like i want them and Mm -hmm. most guys can it's just maybe coming out of the box they're a little different um man jim ronquist does a phenomenal job uh so does you know the rest of the crew at R and T about if you want your call to sound a certain way, and you're going to be down in Stuttgart, or you want to send it to them, and I mean they they do a lot of that. I do too. A lot of guys come to me. I'm not a call maker, and I never pretend to be somebody like a world champion, uh, like Jimbo or John uh, or Butch was, or some of these other guys that you know really know their way around mm-hmm. a call. Uh, but I think the consistency, you know, the duck call has to have you know, efficacy that really holds water. Uh And otherwise it's just another, what some guys call a bird whistle. Um, You know that you want to be able to pick it up and go, as soon as I hit that first note, Uh because there's only a four pack flying by and you haven't seen anything the first hour, you want to be able to turn them and you want to know that that call has the highest chance of just sounding exactly like you want it. Like you want that rasp or you want that volume uh, or you want that cadence and it's going to just make it. Um, other days, like I said, it might not matter because you can just hit, make some basic duck call sounds and they're coming into this whole, only open hole that's in the area, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's a weather day. Uh, but I think that's the thing about if you asked about just the layers, the consistency, and you know the other thing is the ease of use uh you know you can just swap out the reeds constantly uh, i know that we get a lot of you know not negativity but i would say a lot of duck callers in in and water out there that say man you guys are out of reeds again well we buy literally thousands of layers reeds
1: a year do you really thousands oh yeah yeah and they go and that fast t- and they go out
2: you know and we try to tell people usually it's you know around april may june july we get our biggest stock of them and then come the season you know there's pumping out more calls versus punching punching reads uh and then sure enough it's like where are the reads like you know i wish i could i wish we all had time to make them but we don't (laughs) you know (laughs) we got we gotta you know gotta make calls first before you can make more reads and uh uh, you know, that the read thing has been a huge, I think, advantage for, for JJ layers, you know, uh, but to have, so, uh, to have a measurable starting point or ending point to when you pick up a duck call, mm-hmm. I think for a lot of guys, it's just like, man, they never seen that before, mm-hmm. you know? And uh it really, it enables you to dial it in. I mean, I literally could go, hunt one season with just maybe one call, like a hybrid right in the middle and just change the reads out every hunt that I go on uh, throughout the season and stuff and sound like different ducks in different situations and different environments and etc. Et cetera. Um, all and have the same, the same base model <laughs> call, uh-huh. if you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but that would be too easy. You know, it's easier to grab a call, run it. And if two hours later, the weather changes, the wind changes or whatever. You got another one there with a longer read and uh, maybe longer insert or something. And you're able to mix it up. Uh, so I think that those two things to me stick out, you know, the most, plus the fact that I know I, I, I work with, you know, JJ layers in their shop, been there. And uh, the times I've been there, it's like, you just see the hands on nothing leaves there mm-hmm. without, you know, their owner, Brett, just putting his hands on every call and making sure uh, it's his own stamp on it before mm. it goes out the door. So I think those things really stand out.
3: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it sounds like it's almost like it's customizable with a, with being able to switch those reads out and get different sounds for different scenarios. It's customizable, which is mm. really, I think, a, a, an attractive point to it. You know, you get one call Absolutely. and you have just one read in there. And like you said, if something goes wrong or – you know, different weather conditions or whatever, you, you don't have the ability to change that readout. And so it's not really customizable. And, and as we know, customization is so huge
1: mm-hmm.
3: today with, you know, Starbucks, why are they so successful? You can customize <laughs> that cup of coffee almost to what you want it to be. And so that's uh, definitely a strong selling point. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a great point, Travis. And, you know, uh, we we carry a 9 read, a 1. uh and that's the largest uh, that's tallest reed that we carry. And, you know, we can, I press Brett for those reeds uh, because, you know, a lot of guys just want to lean on them. They want to be able to bear down on that and, and almost sound like a cut down ish. You can't really, it's a different tone board, but uh, you could get super loud, super raspy you know, a lot of guys call it raspy or rattle or bark. Um, I like to call it, you know, barky or bark. Mm-hmm. You can you can put in a longer reed and just really bear down on that. And the longer it is, you can bend it more, shape it more when you're putting your air through it. And uh, those have, you know, those things have a lot of advantages uh, when you're out there trying to sound like multiple ducks. You know what I mean?
1: Can you explain that, Dave, too? You probably can explain it better than I could. Um, and that remind me is that millimeters when those those cuts are is that millimeters or am I getting that wrong is it uh,
2: no it's actually just the in inches it it's is the length of the entire read it's like 1.390 of an inch okay and uh so you know when guys sometimes call they're like oh my god you've been out of reads for 60 days and I'm like you know what I, I wish I could make more but if you got spare reads that are just standard length put it on a little cutting board and measure it out and put two dots on top and bottom, get a, you know, uh, a really nice sharp scissors, you know, and just cut that at the, at the length of that inch of measurement. Um, You got to have a precise, you know, more precise ruler, if you will, but it can be done. And sure enough, guys like, Oh my gosh, I'm now I'm cutting my own reeds. And, you know, layers doesn't do that to, to try to, like corn of the market on reeds no. or, or, or they just do it as a it's great convenience. offering.
1: Actually yeah. It's
2: convenience, but mm-hmm. it's gotten, you know, so popular that, I mean, they can't keep up with it. Um, yeah. And they're not going to just put out reeds that are kind of out there too fast and the quality control isn't mm-hmm. there. So you you got to wait. And when they come in, they come in. Um, and there's other dealers that maybe don't sell as many reeds and they might have them longer than we have, uh, but we literally literally get thousands in in stock every year wow. uh, and we every as soon as they're in we we're still on back order for another couple thousand it's just you wow. never can catch up you know what I mean
1: I bet you guys uh, put so, in some big orders
2: <clears throat> yeah yeah we you know we feel that like I said it's a partnership so when we can work with layers on even an idea like um, maybe one of our first biggest ones was the blue label concept oh, yeah. that kind of matched the Johnny Walker. Yeah, I mean, what, I was out there and I was telling Brett about this and showing him pictures on my phone of a bottle of a blue label Johnny Walker. He's like, Oh, I know the bottle. I'm like, what do you think about trying to, you know, make a duck call to, to get close to this look? Cause I just love this glass. I love the, the color scheme and everything. And it just says something, you know, pretty cool about uh-huh. about the look and you know with the acrylic we can maybe try to match that well that, i mean just that alone took literally just, just over a year to to get that project that first run ever done uh-huh. um but again it's it's more of you know it's listening to what uh-huh. what the customers want because uh-huh. i you know that like you were saying even travis customization is everything yes and so i knew that there could be a um a, a very you know good need for for something that would be unique like that mm-hmm. and um then you know we've done a lot of other cool stuff brought the jade back in both the layers line we did the first probably uh, we probably did the last run of the real original jade um from spartech but then we brought in the uh Shot jade we brought the, that to T as well we've done a bunch of runs and mind those daisy cutters uh short barrels you know um, things like that. So customization. Um, you're right. Just kind of yeah. looping back to that. I know this is kind of probably a long part of the segment, but no. it hasn't gone away. It just seems like it's getting even more and more uh, popular.
3: Yeah, and like the Darth Vader with the whole Star Wars thing. It's just like you know, for some people, it's not duck calls, but they associate it with something else, and it's 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 a, it's a gra- attention grabber. You know, when I seen that oh, the Darth absolutely. Vader one, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. You know, and and so you you link it to something else that you have an affinity for or uh, uh, an interest in. And so those two combine, you know, it's like, oh, that'd be cool to have it in a
1: duck hall, Mm. you know, something like that. I think that's really... really Well, I like how you you did this, and I never knew this until you told me, Dave, was that you do, you know, you kind of mentioned already, but the small batch stuff, like, you know, like you said, the Darth Vader thing, you recently just did the barnwood, which actually Thomas picked one of those up. It's, just, it's it's actually better looking in person than it even was on the site or on Instagram. But in person, and usually it's not, you know, like that. But I mean, it was just like, oh my goodness, this is a beautiful call. You know, like, yeah, it's a custom small batch deal, and it's it's something special that maybe a lot of people don't understand, but duck hunters sure do. You know, there's no way we don't understand that. And I'm not trying to make this all about layers because I know Dave you like other calls and you offer other calls and I think in a future podcast we definitely can go into some other brands and talk about theirs because not everybody on this uh, podcast has heard or even uses JJ Lairs. you know they may their favorite may be something totally different but just kind of digging in the weeds a little bit of different things something that we is special to our hearts you know that we really like But, I mean, you also did, like you said, you talked about the jade and all that stuff and just these Mm -hmm. small batch things. It's just really neat because if you go on some of the Facebook pages, they're strictly JJ Lair's or small batch call pages. And people were like, do you have number seven of 15? You know, (laughs) I'll trade you for that for a two of 15. It's just kind of neat. Like, that's just how us duck hunters are, you know, like it's... That's what we like to do, you know? So I think it's cool that you offer that and that you're the one that actually came up with with that idea.
2: Well, yeah. Back in um, 2015, we did what what I, you know, what we at Upper Duck came up with was, quote, small batch, unquote. And it was a ivory Mondo. And they were signed by Jim Reinquist on the tone board. Mm -hmm. on the inside and he filled it you know with some with black acrylic and and i put them out there you know small batch i think we only did like i want to say 12 um but don't quote me on it so we did that and i mean our page blew up my cell phone blew up email everything so we started doing more well you know then other people are like oh we got small batches and they started calling them small batches was I the very first ever, ever? I, I, I may have been, but I, you know, I don't know for sure, right. but we were the first ones to really market it and put it out there, a small batch. Um, and then, you know, it was kind of really cool to see others call it that mm. if you will. And um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a nice story because I even had somebody come up to me, uh, you know, I won't mention, you know, his name, but he's like, you know, yeah, we've been doing, this and calling it that and um, I didn't realize that you did it before us. So kudos to you. And I said, oh thank <laughs> Point you. <the> phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um so I tell you, it everything that we do, not everything is a home run, right? But everything we do, it's like we think about what do, what do duck hunters want? Do they all want to have just a piece of black acrylic or uh around their neck? Um no, but they did back in the 1960s, mm-hmm. 70s, 80s and you know most of the 90s, and then a lot of cool colors came out. Uh, the very first call, the very first full acrylic call that I bought was this little store up here outside of St. Louis County, um, and it was an RNT uh, original. And it is the uh, like they call it like bourbon and water. So the bottom was a bourbon color insert, and the top was clear. I still have it. It's got the original clear. Uh, sticker on it you know and that was like a cool call and then I bought then it came out the daisy cutter and I like I got the first batch of like I bought a first red daisy cutter that they came out with the original and I know guys that have blue and you know it's like there's a lot of old cool colors that started you know some of that you know customization or just differentiation if you will Mm -hmm. and now I mean we get colors now that Deadshot's doing, uh, you know, some of these bonded Lux colors that we do. Um, you know, I did some of uh, the layers, Maghens. I think I only had two or three of them built. Uh, and then we auctioned them off, actually one for the UC uh, Davis, I believe it is, uh, Children's Hospital. And I did one for a St. Louis charity as well both are not for profit. And when I put them up and the bidding went out, I literally had guys say, I know this sold for a thousand, but I'll make me another one and I'll pay 2000 for it. Wow. And, and I'll, and I'll write the check to the, to the, you know, organization. I'm like, no, I, you know, I would love to, but I mean, we, we marketed it as look right now. We don't think the, the, these exact, you know, pressed colors will be together again in this, in a batch of acrylic, So these are like two of two, you know, Um, or there's three of three. And to us, it just, it wouldn't be right with our integrity to like make another one and sell them. But that's how much guys really like want Mm -hmm. to be different. They want things that they can identify with Mm -hmm. and know it's theirs. Uh, And that's just part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the other part is a lot of guys want different colors for just for, you know, for different scenarios, if you will. And I'll explain it because I started telling guys this long time ago, they're like, how come you got two, you know, Mondo's on on your lanyard? Come on. I'm like, well, this ivory one is uh, a Mondo LT. So it's a little lighter. I can just, it's easy to just simply get on real quick and be a little softer on, Mm. but this muddy Mississippi LA cut (laughs) You know, this, this is the one that I'm going to, this is my workhorse for when there's wind, there's weather or whatever, and it's a darker color. So I just, I do all my calls, you know, if I have two Mondos on a lanyard or in my, in my blind bag, um, you know, the lighter one's always going to be for me personally, I make it the lighter sound, the lighter uh, presentation and the lighter read, if you will, and same with the layers. Like, my, my colors that are lighter in color, I got a T1 that's, you know, um, lighter like a see-through, like a, a transparent, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a 2.0 read or a 1.325 in it, maybe, or a 3.0, but my darker T1s are always going to be 6.075, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so on and so forth. And, like, even when the mag hen came out, I've got some matte, I got matte green and matte black and those are just my 90 read 80 read stuff wow. and then uh, my venom and steel i've always just got like a five five in it type of thing or 60 i just know because i don't have to worry about hey what does this call sound like i know it because i do that like how it's um colored and how it's shaded
1: wow i never even thought about you're talking about colors with so you're saying those darker colors you had the longer reads in and then the lighter color calls or the see-through calls you had the lighter or the shorter reads in yeah that's kind of smart i never even thought like that's funny how everybody (laughs) does a reason for how they do something and there's so many different ways to do that i never even thought about that it's kind of geeky yeah no it it is but (laughs) it makes sense though i mean because you don't want to be like okay there's a reason i put a call on my right versus my left even if i have two calls my brain's like, this is how my brain works. I'm going to call use this call on this side for this and this call for this. Everybody has their reasoning. There's usually no, it's not just frivolous. You know, there's a reason behind it. So it's kind of, I never even thought about it, but it's actually a really good idea,
2: you know? Yeah, well, hopefully if I I taught you all something, then um, I think I accomplished my goal. Yeah,
1: well, hey, (laughs) if you got anybody listening to this podcast right now, Um, If you're getting something out of this, don't forget to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually rate it on there as well. Or you can go on the MVM show on YouTube and you can subscribe there. We have a podcast one to two coming out every single week. So anyways, you also check out Upper Duck on Instagram. Check out their website, upperduck.com. Also, they have a YouTube channel, like Dave said, and I, I go there all the time, is to listen to these sound files not just to hear what the call sounds like, but also to maybe instructional to practice with. You know, some some of the guys that you've got on there, actually all the guys you got on there, Dave, are really good callers. And I'm sure there's a reason they're probably actually competition callers. But I like it because some guys <laughs> yeah. do. One of the ones I just watched, and I think it was... Um, Oh, what was his name? Was it Brett? Not Brett. Um, Brett? Oh yeah, Brett Brett Edelman probably. Yes. And he said I'm going to do some and I was like that's a great idea because some people want to buy these calls for competition and some want to buy them for live duck and some want to buy them just for hunt. So he kind of did three styles in that one video to give yeah. the sound file for that. So I, it's it's a great idea for sure. So yeah, go check I, that know, out.
2: Yeah, we we're blessed to have you know, folks like Brett Edelman to help us out on these sound files and uh, we just try to be educational. Sometimes it's like, hey, let's just, you know, get the camera rolling and get the sound and boom. Other times it makes sense um, if we can get some education to talk about what the call does, the differentiation. Uh, I mean, let's face it, you know, a lot of folks still haven't even ever blown a cut down, right? Uh, And I don't know if, you, Travis, have one and run one. Um, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you run cut downs or have you?
3: No, I have not. You know, for years. Okay. So when I started, so, basically, I, I bought the cheapest call I could find at Big Five, ran that for yeah. a while, you know, and just here and there, you know, see something at Walmart, pick it up. And I never even bought a custom call, I, I guess you would say, until a friend of mine that uh, he had a, a dental lab. Like I said, I was a dental hygienist for a long time. And he's like, "Hey, this is a really cool call, and I really like the sound of it." And so that was basically the first and only custom call that I've ever even purchased. And I've I've had the same call for how long, Titus? Over Forever. 20. Yeah. 20. With the <laughs> same with the same read. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I, <laughs> same I, I'm, read. I'm I'm a hard person to change. I mean, uh-huh. I just get locked into something. Um. You know. And so the the I guess the younger generation with Titus and Thomas and and my son Talon they've kind of uh you know opened my eyes to a few things. And try to get me out of my comfort zone. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, but no, huh. Just basically, I've ran two calls for, for a long time mm-hmm. and really haven't altered too much from that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But,
2: um, I really. Yeah. So, so just, yeah, pardon me. So just think if you're trying to like pick a, a, a Mondo or a cut down to buy, it's like, where, how do you just do that? You yeah. Know what exactly. I mean? So if we, if, if, um, we've had some videos where, Uh, You know, Brett's talked about the short versus the standard size, you know, Mondo, the LAS versus just the LA. Uh, So, you know, there's a lot of differences in those calls. Um, And if we can, in some of the videos, we have the time, we have the capability to show those. uh, That's what we try to do for, you know, for all the waterfowlers. I mean, it doesn't matter you know, not everybody's going to buy a call from us, but if we can give them education and they can make the right decision the first time, yeah, uh, then maybe they'll come back to us on the second time. You yeah, know, type it, of thing.
3: Yeah, it's a great concept. I mean, when you go, you know, you don't know until you, until you drive something, right? You can't drive every every car that's out there, mm-hmm. basically. Right. So if you can have yeah. something to, you know, to listen to to hear the sound, it's 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 like I said, cus- customization for a specific individual. You know, and the, the probability that they buy a product that they're really impressed with and they like and are happy with it, you know, you're just up in the odds of that occurring when you have those sound files to listen to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to put you two on the spot again, if you don't mind, both of you this time. So do you guys ever consider what kind of caller the other one is when you guys hunt together, like the three of you, your main group there, uh, do you guys say, Oh, you know, Titus says, I know, you know, Thomas kind of sounds like this or runs this call or, uh, or Travis, you go, I know Titus sounds like this. So do you guys ever think about working, like complimenting each other, or you just always just run a call to when you feel a duck needs to be called or etc.
3: You know what? That, that's an interesting question. Cause when we hunted um, Idaho this last year, I think a lot of times I would just back off because of the sounds that they were making, you know? And, um, I knew that they were effective and then would just kind of just interject every once in a while. Um, I think that they sounded great when the birds were at a distance and even as they got up closer. And then I guess I just, each of us develops our own, I guess, calling style or, you know, when we mm-hmm. call. And I think that that's when I would just try to interject it at certain times when I felt like, okay, if the bird's doing this, you know, and this would be
1: beneficial. Gotcha. Yeah. I, um, I think that too. I don't really. I do think about what you're saying because it. I. It's very important to all of us. We talk about it. I think we'll talk about calling. How much calling? Like our, oh, that was too heavy. We kind of hit too heavy. Re, yeah, re we're act. very, very observant of what the how the birds act or what they do. I've seen Travis. I, I can tell you multiple times. I've seen Travis from. I in fact, he is the strong. When I say this, he's the stronger caller. Meaning. He'll keep trying if they're even going away. Whereas I'll be like, ah, eh, they're done. And I've literally seen him where I, I swear they're three hundred yards away, and all of a sudden they just hook and come right back. And it that even <laughs> sounds impossible, but but then at the same time, like I don't really think when we're doing it, we've hunted together so much. Yeah, we me, kinda... Thomas and Travis, me and Tom Travis longer, but he was always the dominant caller for years, and then I really got serious about it, and I tried, you know, I tried practicing so much and. I wanted to be a strong caller, I still got a long ways to go, but Thomas learned up pretty fast, probably just being around, and I'm not taking credit for it, but like, yeah. being around people that were serious about it brought him to another level, and he's super serious about it, so he, I think he got it's good really quick, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, anyways, when we work together and hunt together, I don't have to really think about it, do you, I mean, it just no, feels I like kinda just naturally. Feel like kind
3: of naturally, we know you, know, you feed off one another, you know what the other is going to Basically, we've hunted so much together. We know what the other person's going to do at a specific time, I would think. Yeah. Anyway. yeah,
1: That's fun. Yeah. That's fun doing that. But I will say I also hunted the last quite a few years with new people, not new as in new duck hunters, but different people that are really good hunters that they have their way. And you, it is, you talk about that for sure before you hunt, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. th- how do you, do, do you use this how you do this? Cause that's how we do it, but we'll work together to come in the middle, you know? Like this year working mm-hmm. with Kevin, you know? Uh, yeah. And you probably learned things that you wouldn't have learned otherwise as well. I did. I well. did. It was actually crazy because he was a very aggressive caller all the way up until their, their decoy about to shoot. And I've always kind of backed up as they get closer, just kind of letting them come in, but uh, the, where we were hunting and how he hunted, he was blowing hard right in their face and it didn't even phase him. Mm. So I it, it's so interesting, you know, whether you're in California, whether you're in Washington, whether you're in Idaho, whether you're in Kansas, wherever you're at, the birds, I want to say they're different and how they react to calls, mm-hmm. but does that sound crazy? I mean, I feel like it is. I mean, like you go to Canada, <laughs> yeah. I've hunted in Canada and, you don't need to call. I mean, really like it makes us duck hunters feel good. Oh, I called and all those birds came. In. Like pff, you could go stand out there in the decoys in a field in Canada and they're landing on top of you. I've had that happen. So it's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> then there's times when you better call cause they're not going to, you're not going to get their attention if you don't. So that's a, yeah, that's, a, that's a broad subject. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and, and one, another reason why I asked it was uh, because, you know, I hunt with some of the same guys and I know one guy on my left on the dog box, he's always going to be running either one call, maybe two calls and he's had them for several years and maybe the other guy on the other side or whatever is probably going to barely call because he always says you guys call. Right. Um, And then another day, another guy or two is in the blind that's different. And, and what I always try to do, what I learned from some of these old timers was, you know, don't all try to sound alike, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. space out your calling. Like that's probably pretty common sense. And that's what they do in like the two man meat competitions. You don't want to like call on top of each other. You want to stagger your sounds and
3: yeah. your You're
2: cadences. One and, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Compliment. So that's the other reason why it's like, I always come to a pit, you know, or to a honey hole with, you know, a couple different lanyards and I've got two calls at least on every lanyard. I might I on the average I have four to six duck calls with me every time I go and I just got them on different lanyards in my bag. And uh, you know, I just know if I can either like switch it out because the ducks aren't responding, or another guy joined that he has a style that's, you know, has a raspy read in there. Oh, yeah. I can go to a T1 or a RT short barrel and just sound more whiny, mm. uh, you know what I mean, and and more of a more of a younger duck type yep. of thing, and get a little bit more finesse. But if you got a guy that's just like ba ba bah, every time, then mm. you don't want to do the same thing. Right. So I I always try to have tools at my ready uh, to complement other guys that you know that I'm hunting with.
3: Yeah, I think that's a, a something I had never really thought about before you saying that because I I have a friend that he's pretty avid into predator calling and. And I think it would probably be the same thing with ducks, you know. Um, He'd use a certain sound, but it didn't work. And he switches up that sound, and immediately Mm -hmm. that predator will respond to that call. And why would it be Mm -hmm. any different with ducks, right? I mean, they get used to hearing certain sounds, Mm -hmm. and why not something just a little bit different would be that one thing that would trigger them to to come back and and to work the decoys. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's some days literally uh, that it's like, oh, man, this is like a great day. I I got a report that, you know, a couple hours north, they're holding 200,000 ducks and, you know, weather tonight's pushing them in. Uh, you show up in the morning and it's like you're you, you see ducks moving and you're calling and they're just it's not nothing's happening. You know, yeah, they're just not coming, coming close enough. Uh, and I could literally switch to just a completely different random call uh i always carry a you know a decades old old that was my father's you know and from them to today's mondos you know to um, mag hens those are all three like louder more you know Older barkier calls, mm. um, but even them, they, they all have different sounds. Yes. You know what I mean. Mm. And uh, so it's like a days when you just have to work a little harder. it's to me, it's always a blessing to have uh, you know more tools in your tool bag. It, you can't really do it with like shotguns or ammo. You can have different ammo if the wind changes or they're like in your face at fifteen yards. You know, you go to a maybe a lighter load, but uh, you know, or different choke, but duck calls are so easy to just grab one versus the other and switch them up Yeah. Um, for many, many different reasons. And that's probably why part of the reason I got into, you know, starting the company because uh, I, I might've had a problem with the amount of duck calls I already had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, we're, we're kind of running a little bit low in time, but I wanted to ask you one last thing and hopefully this okay. is not something you feel like you already answered, but what do you feel the best way to outfit a lanyard?
2: Oh, wow. I would say full transparency. It's it, You have to start with what you are comfortable with and what you have confidence in. Mm. And it doesn't matter if the call, that, like you said, uh, Travis, you've been running one call for many years. Yes. Stay with that. You know, and then if you want to try to grow and diversify uh, or change things up, just add to it because you can go and you know on this Facebook page or whatever and and move it move a call if it is doesn't really fit your style because I can tell you there are calls that I mean guys rave about I it just doesn't fit my style um, yeah so I understand that I appreciate yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that it's like guns you know I mean we all. Guns or trucks, everybody's got their favorite, right? Uh, but at the end, you could usually find one that's really going to work for you. If you've got a lanyard that you want to put, you know, a call that you have hundred percent confidence in, um, that's going to do two things. It's going to a give you that, you know, that that drive to continue running that call when ducks are coming in and they're not finishing for you, and you got to stay on them, etc. But it always. Also tells you in your mind, you know, hey, go for something that you might not always like make a when you're trying to try to call it ducks, but you've never been really good at like doing a comeback call. Go to your call to your confidence and just learn the comeback call on that one Mm. and then get that real fast, you know, and then then you can branch out and grab another call uh, type of thing. If you've got a lanyard that you want to have multiple calls on, you know, keep your confidence call. Add something like starting with a Layers T1 or uh, maybe a, an r short barrel type of thing because those are calls in those lines that most guys say are easier to start with, you know, and then get, go to a hybrid, go to a MagHen, you know, if you're an R&T short barrel, then go to a Daisy Cutter, then go to a Mondo. Uh, type of thing the one thing that you know i could tell you over the years having too many calls in a lanyard can with a lot of guys it's like put stress or you know it's like having too many clubs uh-huh. in the golf bag uh-huh. you know what i mean uh-huh. if if you really hone down and just you know the ones you hit really well the best stick to those uh-huh. um and and that i don't know that's my advice and might be a little lengthy but it's just really you got to have confidence and add to calls. I mean, add calls that you that you see are you know out there, but aren't the most advanced. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. they're not the longest barrels. They're not the longest inserts. Uh, you have a chance to produce sound on them, a quicker uh, response to the read when you push that air through. And that's why I mentioned like a T one and like a short barrel ish uh, when it comes to the R and T side, but. Um, my, my father used to say, beware of the man with only one shotgun. And, um, you know, cause he's usually pretty darn good. He could shoot ducks, geese, rabbit, you know, squirrel, everything with just that one. Oh. Um, uh, and a lot goes to that same thing with, uh, with duck calls. I always have different calls for different scenarios and with who I'm with, um, But you don't have to have six on your lanyard Mm -hmm. every time you walk out to the blind. Mm -hmm. It's you know, a lot of times it's going to be too much. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah, man, that that could really be a long conversation too. And I wish we weren't (laughs) we weren't pressed for time. I know you got a dinner and we we got to meet somebody uh for a uh to pick up a print of a pintel, so might shoot our bows a little bit too. So again. Uh, everybody, please check them him, check him out. Dave, it is a privilege to have you on, and I want to have you on very soon again so we can d- okay. deep dive a little bit more into so many other questions and so many other topics I know that everybody loves. And I know you guys enjoy this podcast, as I did, and Travis. and yeah, I appreciate uh, your time. Again, thank you guys for all your support and for listening. Thank you, Dave, for coming on.
2: Uh, thank you both, and it's my pleasure to be here, and I look forward to another one as well had a great time
1: same here all right guys stay tuned and we'll see you guys on the next one